You're listening to Faithful Adaptation, an audio series produced by Luther Seminary's Faith Lead, a connection hub for current and emerging faith leaders curious about big ideas and breakthrough practices for ministry. Episode 3 covers spiritual care with Zanny Johnson of True Place Spiritual Direction. Welcome. My name is Dan Bielenberg. I'm a MDiv student intern at Luther Seminary. Today, our, our focus is going to be around spiritual care, and we're joined by Zanny Johnson, who uh, uh, we're really happy to have Zanny here. Zanny has a couple of hats that are important uh, and relevant to today. Uh, she is a spiritual director, and she has a spiritual direction practice operating out of Stillwater, Minnesota. But also for the last couple of years, she has been doing spiritual direction remotely, virtually, the way we're doing it now. So I think she can bring her wisdom there. She is also uh, on staff at Trinity Lutheran in Stillwater. And so she's got that perspective of what's going on at the parish level and what are some of the needs. So I'm going to hand it over to Zanny. And thank you very much for being with us. You bet. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. Again, thank you to Dan and to Ben and all the folks at Faith Lead for the opportunity to share in a conversation with all of you this morning about the Ministry of Presence. And as Dan said, I am a spiritual director, which means in essence, I am called to be present with folks and accompany them on their walk with God. Through the Ministry of Spiritual Direction, I pray with people. I invite them to pause and to slow down and to ask them how to notice God is moving and active in their lives. I encourage them to find those pockets of time with God and the pockets of time with God to nurture and sustain themselves spiritually. And I listen to them. That's mostly what I do is I listen to them, deep, compassionate listening. The one thing, if I had to boil it all down, that I'm most passionate about is our own belovedness. I feel called to fan the flame, the divine spark in each of us, the essence of who we are as beloved children of God. So as someone who is, as we all are, practitioners of the ministry of presence, we must begin with our own practice of presence with God, our own relationship with the one who created us and adores us, so that we can go out and be truly present with others. This is where our own spiritual practices come in, those ways and means by which we create sacred time with God. And for me, every day begins with a cup of coffee, and time with God. I have a wingback chair down in my family room that I've slip covered in bright patches of sweaters. It's in our family room, and every morning I land there with my coffee, I light a candle, and I write in my journal. I'm a big fan of journaling. It's a form of prayer for me. It's an ongoing conversation with God. I do what author Julia Cameron suggests, something called morning pages, which is pen to paper stream of consciousness writing. The goal is three pages every morning. Another part of my morning time with God comes from what I call my elbow library. I have a short bookcase just to the right of my chair filled with sacred and spiritual writings by authors that I love. Anne Lamott, Richard Rohr, Parker Palmer, Henry Nowen, Chris and Felina Hewerts, to name a few. I'll read a little something to add to my spiritual practice, and I might also do breath prayer or centering prayer, savoring my time with God. So that's just me. There are thousands of different ways to be intentional and intentionally present to God. It's a practice, like any practice. It's also good to switch it up, to exercise some different spiritual muscles. 
And as clergy, as folks who are on the front lines of ministry, it's so important that you nourish and sustain yourselves spiritually in order to minister to others and to be fully present to them. So how can we be present to others during this weird time? I can share, as a congregational member of Trinity Lutheran in Stillwater, I can share with you guys if you want to hear what we're doing. So the question is, how can we be present to people uh, through the ministry of presence right now with COVID-19 and being sequestered and secluded to our houses? What we're doing as a staff at Trinity is we're doing good old-fashioned phone calls. We've actually divided up the whole list of congregation. I'm not sure... Obviously, there's a million people on the rolls that aren't active members, and to be honest, I don't know how they culled the list, but we each have a list as staff members of folks to call. And I know personally, I'm in charge of some different groups. I'm in charge of a group called Caring Friends. We have folks that care for every member of our congregation, age 75 and older. So we're doing a a phone tree. I'm calling all the Caring Friends, and then they're calling all of their 75-plusers. And it's been so beautiful to reach out and just to talk to folks. Some people don't want to chat. They're chatted out. They're on the phone with their kids or whomever. But some people just long for that that contact eternity and the communication that we're able to have over, over a phone call. It's really been fun. Does someone else want to offer up ways that you've been connecting with your congregation? We also are calling everybody uh, in the congregation. We ask for volunteers to call. And we had 11 people volunteer to call, so we've divided up the list that way. Uh, The challenge is people in assisted living and nursing homes that are quarantined. Not all of our people have, those people have phones. So uh, then we're sending postcards and uh, also notes. We're also just calling the home and having them give a message to people. Uh, since we can't get in to physically visit. And they really don't have access uh, to write back or to respond to us uh, unless they have a phone and we can connect. So that's a challenge. But every week, the church also sends out an e-note and all of those people, everybody in the congregation gets the e-note. And that has a little uh, meditation and it has some spiritual practices people can use as well as what's coming up, activities going on in the church. Thank you. And somebody else? Yes. A couple things. As we, in our worship time and Wednesday prayer, which is an extension of what we were trying to do on Lenten, try to provide open time for conversation after, or certainly for people to offer prayer requests or concerns as part of the presentation of worship. Instead of trying to upload a worship, that's done and you just watch them. We're trying to figure out how to have active participation uh, at various points, almost like a Lectio Divina type of approach to reading the word and then going into what is so would be the sermon. But also uh, I am opening up a zoom page on Thursday nights for an hour and just waiting and had a couple people call in last week just to chat hmm. and so it's like oh, virtual open office hours. <laughs> Just oh, I'm awesome. here in my studio and I wait and uh, see who calls in. I also have a uh, email that I send out daily with a little devotional. I'm a pastor of a small 
rural church in South Dakota, we've actually had two funerals uh, in our church in the last week, older people, but it's been a chance to uh, encourage the congregation to pray for the families of those folks, even though uh, we can't have open funerals, just uh, private ceremonies. We already had a, a phone number, a local phone number that was amen, that somebody would volunteer to read the Christ in Our Home devotion every day. But a week ago, we added a, another home, another phone number um, that is H-O-P-E. And every morning I record uh, kind of some announcements and a message of hope. It's sort of a you know one-minute homily on that for people to call. We are a small congregation in Berks County, Pennsylvania, um, mostly older members. A lot of them are not electronically connected. So we are preparing our worship bulletins and including the sermon and sending these out via mail and for those who can via email. And we're just now going to get onto Zoom and move up into the social media world. I went old school and connected my, I'm also in a small congregation in Wisconsin. I connected my 65 to 75 year olds with my children, each household. And so they, the, seven, the older folks got a letter this week with, you are now a pen pal. Here's who your pen pal is. And here are questions and things you can ask and tell about yourself, your faith journey. And then I will encourage those folks to include things about Easter, especially Easter. We have a woman who will celebrate her 99th Easter. So we're really going to celebrate that uh, as a congregation. That is so beautiful. I have a question for those of you that, that are working with lay people. You've got sort of a, a small team that you've deployed to call people in your congregation. What are you doing for those people, for that team? Are you gathering them together to talk through as a group? How's everyone doing, et cetera? How are you supporting them in that, that visitation ministry? I'm calling those people on our list and then then they can kind of give me updates about the people they're calling, but then I can check in and see how they're doing too. The carers need care as well. And we've also paired up families with older adults and they're getting pictures and cards and fun things. So that's been really fun to, to hear. That's one of the things we're doing with this. My sister is in assisted living and we're um, as a family, we're all sending photographs, print from printed photographs to her address. We should have been doing this for a while, but you know, this kind of got us into gear so that she'll have a big pile of photographs she can leaf through. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm in central Minnesota in Browerville. I work with a pastor and we cover four little small churches. One of the things I've been doing is we resumed our family worship. Uh, yeah, last night was the first one where I, I'm back in the church and I'm carrying it out just like if the kids were there. I had responses from some families that it was just like being there. And the kids, they, I would hold out my hand and they would say their parts and the kids were doing it at home. And I challenged everyone to go be safe and go out with a sidewalk chalk if they had one. Because I've been doing this around the communities. I wrote it in big letters outside the nursing homes and I've been writing it in our church uh, steps. Jesus is here with us. And so, and then I would take pictures and put them up on Facebook where that's at. And I've been doing it in front of businesses and just getting the word out that we are not alone. And um, 
I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. People are responding very well to that. I um, also just put up some uh, questions on Facebook. Like one day it would be, what can we pray for? And then people can comment on there. So each day you can post like a question, like uh, how are you feeling today? And then everybody can comment under that one simple question. And that kind of connects people to and check on how they are. I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia. That was my question. Thank you. <laughs> and what's your name? Oh, uh, Victoria Parvin. Victoria. Thanks, Victoria. My name is Pam Illick, and I'm in a little town in Pennsylvania mountains called Rouserville, and I'm serving a very small congregation. But much of my ministry as a redevelopment pastor has been in the community. So trying to maintain contact with people that you don't get to see all the time that I know only through social media has been a challenge. On Wednesdays, I go to the subway uh, shop in the Walmart here and have Wednesday prayer day from one to three every week. So I've opened up Wednesday prayer day online through um, Facebook and people are sending in prayer requests and private messages. And so I've been able to maintain contact that way, in addition to the things that we've been doing in our congregation. So that's been a lot of fun to keep the unchurched connected. So, Sandy, you're, you have um, some thoughts on how all of this is feeding into presence, presence of God, presence with, with others. I just want to say I am actually tickled. I am finding this to be such a beautiful, fresh way to reach out to others in our congregation, it's, it is, it's exercising different muscles. We're not doing our daily stuff. We're not doing the day-to-day, face-to-face. And of course, that there, there are losses there, especially with our elderly and the folks that are in hospice and in assisted living, et cetera. But how cool is it, Alan, that you are having kids go out with sidewalk chalk? And how cool is it, Pam, that you're having virtual prayer rooms? I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff, and I'm I'm encouraged. I'm I'm literally, it's just it's so wonderful. Thank you for all the work that all of you are doing for the kingdom. Woohoo! It's really great stuff. Thanks for listening to Faithful Adaptation, an audio series from Luther Seminary. Stay up to date on our Faith Lead conversations and see upcoming guests in the series. Join the Faith Lead Learning Laboratory the social network for Christian leaders to connect and share at faithlead.mn.co. Thanks for joining us.